Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan C. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have the Maddoxes, my family, brothers from another mother's. I got Caleb Maddox and Matt Maddox are here, the powerhouse team, Caleb, who's 15, one of the most influential or motivating people on the planet, top 20. They uh, actually just named him that, and he's spoken stage with Tony Robbins. He's spoken stage with Gary Vaynerchuk, with me, and many other influencers, and Matt Maddox, who's trained his son to be the Spartan that he is today, and the Powerhouse team. I've seen them both speak on stage together and work together, and we've worked on things. They've spoke at YEC, and I've built up a great relationship with them over the past year now, and we're like family. And they came down to Orlando, Florida, and we filmed an episode for our Live to Grind TV show, but I thought, you know what? Let's uh, Let's create a podcast show as well out of this. And they came down. We played some Nintendo 64. Uh, I won most of the time, by the way. Caleb won a couple times. Uh, we went in the pool. We, we had some fun. We talked some business, but then we talked about Maddox Publishing and what they're doing with their book club and how it's so powerful. And anybody can write a book. It's, it's easier than you think. And, uh, I asked some, some advice from both Matt and Caleb on this show. And you're really going to get a lot out of this. You're going to, I mean, anytime I can sit down and talk with them, it's powerful. When we have conversations, dude, it all should be recorded because it's powerful, the synergy we have between it. But in this show, you're going to learn about just him growing up, Caleb, and how he's been able to do things he's done at a young age and his mindset and how his dad has trained him and how they've been able to take their their company, Maddox Publishing, and put it out there. And also some other value bombs are going to drop on the show. So, you're going to love this one. They're, we're like family. I mean, we're, you can tell in the show we're just laughing and uh, going back and forth and things. But before we jump into the show, I want you guys all to check out Accelerant Media Group. If you go to AccelerantMediaGroup.com, you can see our website there. We do anything from PR, marketing, video creation, helping you build your personal brand, and crowdfunding. For, well, we actually do crowdfunding with a very limited amount of people, but we offer it on a higher scale. So if you're looking for any of that, if you want to have your brand built, if you've seen what I've done with my brand, we can help do that with you. We've duplicated the process with other clients. And uh, you can check everything we have to offer and some of our cool videos at accelerantmediagroup.com. And also, you can check out on the website there our online magazine. We're shipping out the magazines now, but if you want to check out the online version, just go to AccelerantMediaGroup.com. Check it out. Message us. Let us know what questions you have. We're excited to be working with you. So let's get right into it with Caleb and Matt Maddox. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. We're sitting here with the Maddoxes. We got Caleb and Matt Maddox, who are brothers from other mothers. And <laughs> I, I've been just, I mean, I love you guys. Yeah, I love we you always guys have so much. so much fun. We're yeah. having so much. We had fun today. We played in Nintendo 64. We call, Your first coffee, right? My first ever coffee. And my first time playing video games in like, I don't we even did, know did, when. Did. 
It, I, I mean, yeah, it was. It was. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to keep playing, dude. I was like, man, we need to pull it all. Well, I mean, you know what's more addicting <laughs> than video games is winning. And since I was killing you guys so oh. bad, that's what, that's what had me addicted to. Uh, it. <laughs> so you you didn't let him play video games. Yourself. Nah. So yeah. let's. I want to hear why. Well, you know what? All of his friends were playing video games, and it was back when the video game just kind of exploded again. And uh, obviously. He, he, like any normal kid, wanted to play video games. He's like, you know what? I don't feel. I feel like you're better off staying active and reading and focusing on growing. You know, a yeah. business, doing something big. I mean, if you play video games all day, you're gonna fry your brain. You're gonna become dull. You know, you need yeah. to be more social, more active. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where, you know, at first he was upset. I was super upset because I see all my the friends results, playing it. You know, I mean, now, right? Oh, I, I mean, look at my life. You know, I get to live a life that. None of my other friends lived. Yeah, maybe they had like, you know, a good three hours a week playing video games. But now look at my life, you know, throughout my entire week. You know what I love is, so you, you didn't grow up in like where you had a wealthy family. Yeah. You didn't have things given to you. You're not entitled. And what I really, I mean, we talked about this on set of Ambitious Adventures where you, like, remember when you went to your friends are like, I get paid to take out the trash and stuff. Can you tell that story? I mean, I love this. I I repeat (laughs) this all the time, but how you had to read a book. Yeah. So this, this is like one of my favorite stories to tell. And it's really the foundation of, you know, my success. And it, the, you know, it's, it's something that people love to hear because it's so true. Like, you know, we posted this on Facebook. I filmed it and posted this and has like 10.7 million views, 150,000 people shared it. But basically one day I went over to my friend's house and we were kind of sitting on the couch. We were just relaxing a little bit. And my friend's mom walked up right behind him, tapped him on the shoulder and then handed him a $20 bill. Yeah. And, you know, ever since I was extremely young, I was probably seven years old at the time. Ever since I was young, I've always loved money. I've always, you know, been selling. My dad's always had me selling and having a good money belief, right? So I was like, dude, what did you do to get this 20 bucks? Like, what was the secret? Why did your mom just hand you 20 bucks? And he said that he did these things called chores. So this is my first time hearing about it at seven years old. And I was like, so what's a chore? He's like, well, I'll take out the trash or I'll clean the dishes or I'll do this and I'll do that. And that's, you know, and then she'll give me $20 at the end of the month. So I went to my dad and I was like, you know, next time I saw him, whenever I left my friend's house, I said, dad, what do I have to do to do chores? Like, I want to start doing chores to make money. And, you know, it's obviously a different approach yeah. than most kids take. And then my dad looked at me and he's like, nope, I'm not going to pay you to do chores. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, like, don't you want me to learn to work and have work ethic and take out the trash and do all this stuff? He said, yeah, I want you to do that. But that's something that I expect you to do. Like, whenever you're 30, you're going to have to take out the trash. You're not going to get paid for it. He said, so instead of me paying you for something that is a necessity, let me pay for you, may, let me pay you for something that is going to pay you when you're older. Yeah. And he said, that's reading. So my dad set up a system where every single time I read a success book, not, you know, uh, you know, Harry Potter or stuff like that, but like an actual success book. <laughs> sorry, <every> Harry. Time, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> man. But every single time that I read it, I would write a report on it, say what I learned, and my dad would give me $20. And that's just giving me an obsession to learn. What's your first book you read? Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Nice. So it's pretty cool, actually, because... You're in a show with him. Yeah, yep, yeah, show. You interviewed him. My yeah. man, you know, made that connection. And then also... Second think, one was Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Um, second book I put in his hand. By, by one. far favorite, yeah. Oh, for Think sure. You take... If you took the top 20 most successful people in the world and said, what are your top five books? I guarantee you. Think and Grow Rich will be in the top five of all. We were on, <laughs> Seriously. It's so true. We were on set filming, and I can't think of the guy, Will. Uh, so he, he had went blind, and his last book he read before going blind was Think and Grow Rich. Well, he took his disadvantage, and he created 
basically when you watch a movie, there's the narrative where, hey, walk into the room and hey, like they'll say what's happening. And I, I'm obviously I'm not blind, but like that for blind people, they don't they've watched they could have watched a movie a hundred times when they had eyesight, but when they're blind and you go through it, you don't know where you're at in the, the movie. So yeah. it's that narrative aspect. He did that. He's built Empire. I mean, he's worth over ten million. Wow! But he said he's in a group. You have to be worth at least ten million in the group. They don't ask you how many or ha- have you read Thinking Grow Rich. How many times have you read Thinking Grow Rich? Wow! And it's so powerful. I mean, the book. I've lived my life, obviously, in the principles. But uh, but yeah. So those those books are awesome. You've you've done that, and I I think it's awesome to see like how you've done at such a young age and what you've done. What was your mindset? I, I'm just curious, and I know parents want to know for you. You literally have focused your energy on helping him blow up and you've mentored him. You've turned him into a great person. I mean, I'm not saying other people at 15 aren't great, right. but like you <laughs> are like, you have the same uh, IQ or what would I say? The maturity of a 30 year old or even 40, <laughs> like you're smart and you have a lot of wisdom. So what was in your mindset? What age did you say, I'm going to make Caleb this kind of person that does a big thing in this world? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you know, the thing of it is, Brandon, is that everything starts with a clear vision. Yeah. I developed a very clear vision of since I was going to be one of the number one influences in his life, the number one influence. You are, yeah. Um, then I wanted I wanted to, you know, take my responsibility serious. So I developed a very clear vision of what I wanted him to become. And I knew he had to have the right mindset, the right attitude, the right work ethic, the right character. So I focus on those four things very strategically, making sure to feed his mind. I mean, not only was he reading, he was listening to Tony Robbins literally every yeah. night before bed. Literally. He went Tony through Robbins, yeah. all Man. Tony Robbins videos as a kid on YouTube. Every single night he was watching either Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, people like that. You know, Wayne Dyer. I was just feeding his mind. Second thing is attitude, you know. Uh, you're not going to be a kid that, you know, is entitled. Uh, you're you're going to learn to serve and give and 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 be positive. I had him read the power of positive thinking. I can't even tell you how many times. There's a lot of negative words or negative thinking or Thoughts, any of everything. that. Thought, you know. And then work ethic, you know. Taught him to have a work ethic young. But not just working out in the garage. Learning how to sell. How to build yeah. a business. How to market. How to build his brand. I got him doing his first YouTube video when you were what? Yeah, my dad, since day one, he's been teaching me how to brand myself. Like, no, a lot of parents are like, oh, keep your kids away from social media. I put he? it. How old was he with the first video? I watched it, by the way. I Just saw- ask Caleb, was it yeah. seven? Seven so, or eight? Yeah, so the first public video that I, that we actually uploaded that's still on the internet today, I think I was eight years old, but the first ever like where he started asking me questions, I was six, but I started my first official show called Just Ask Caleb. And, you know, I think Gary V kind of stole my, my yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, Gary, yeah. Gary modeled him. Yeah. Uh, he said model success. So he <laughs> uh, That was the first step. So. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm curious. So for you, obviously people see you and how great you are on camera. And, I mean, obviously he's always on camera. You're on TV shows now. I mean, you're on all this stuff. How did you overcome with kids at your age or they were 8 or 9, 10 years old? How can they get over that hump? Because it wasn't always that way for you. Uh, not at all. You know, I, I honestly, I say this a lot. I don't think people actually, like, understand what I'm saying. But I was one of the most shy kids you'll meet. Like, I, I didn't want to so talk to anyone. I would hide. I see it in your videos. Yeah, I mean, you see it, right? Like, yeah. you watched the video the other day of, like, uh, we, my dad and I were singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I was, like, you know, really, really, really young. Um, and, like, I was shy. I was, like, kind of turning away. But the thing is, I think the, the thing I'm probably most grateful that my dad's done for me, besides teaching me to read and, you know, grow and teach me to give, 
thing I'm probably most grateful for is the fact he's taught me to get out of my comfort zone. And he's always pushed me out of my comfort zone. You know, I did my first speech because uh, my dad used to, you know, he used to do a lot of speaking. He spoke in front of 17,000 people, yeah. all that stuff. And I did my first speech in a church. Um, and I remember I whenever I did day. it. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and whenever I did it, <laughs> when I was, Brandon's like working, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but when I was done with the speech, I ran under a piano and started crying because I felt like that devastated. Like mid-speech, I was like, I just ran under a piano and started crying. But that little thing, it was like, that, that was that one step. And my dad never allowed me to believe that I wasn't confident or that I had social anxiety. Like I had someone in my um, company, Maddox Book Club, their mom just messaged me and said, hey, my son has social anxiety. Yeah. Like, what should I do? And I said, for step number one, never telling me he has social anxiety. Like, you know, it's just like, you got to believe it. And literally now he's confident. I talked on the phone with him the first time and he wasn't. Now he's like striving. He's making moves. He's like really enthusiastic doing videos. It's so like it's all belief, and my dad didn't allow me to believe I wasn't it's, confident. It's isn't it powerful how communication? Yeah. And, I, and people, I stop people when they say I'm dumb or I can't do this. You're literally telling your brain that you're that, and then it's becoming a part of your subconscious mind. You produce yeah. it. That's why you have to be in this positive mindset. I mean, I think about I was always like I was shy. I had a speech impediment, but I didn't. I got the point where I, I literally had it, but I started, I told myself I don't have one. And at first, exactly. like, I, I probably yeah, looked yeah. like any of us. I, like, yes. <laughs> I don't have one. But, but I overcame it. But I strongly believe it's because I practiced in front of the mirror and I constantly, yep. I just told myself and then it became my reality. And that's for even doing things on camera, just starting and saying to yourself, I'm a great performer. I am great. Every morning I say, I'm the top motivational person on the millennials. I am great on camera. I have a great TV show because I'm a, my subconscious mind is hearing that it's becoming me. Mm. And then it shows in your work. I believe. Yeah. The way, I, the way I like to put it is don't ever say something about yourself. You don't want someone else to say about you. And, you know, I yes. see a lot of times like, Ooh, let's just good. say someone's in a situation where they're maybe overweight. You know, if someone walked up to you on the street right now and said, you're fat, man, what would you do? You'd want to punch him, you know, like. But yet you're sitting there in the mirror and you're like, oh man, I'm fat. Like don't like don't have that mindset. Say stuff that you want to happen. Don't don't declare where you are, but pr- you know, like produce that futuristic mindset. Yeah, that's and, it. And that's what I love. So all the videos are creating. So how have you? You got a video out there? What's it got? Ten million. Ten point seven million now. And for creating the videos, how did how long did it take before you got to that video? How many videos oh, did you have to create? Man. Well, I mean, let's like do the math, you know, I, I really start, so I started at six yep. and then probably till 14. So what's that? Eight years. That's like whenever I had my first video actually up. Did you create that? Probably. You create videos every week? <laughs> well, he's like, always in my over, videos as well. So it wasn't up. just his, you know, I always say this pressure produces power. You know, the reason why Caleb grew is because I strategically intentionally put pressure on him. Case in point. Hey, do this video. I don't want to, Dad. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say. Write out your notes I got, right now. I got a good you got, story. You got five minutes to come up with three things about how to be positive. Five minutes. No excuses. Do it now. You got five minutes. You're doing push-ups. Get on the spot. Yeah, or like, you know, even like do your sales pitch. You know, we might be in front of you. Yeah, tell the story. That's what I was about to say. It's because, you know, it makes me laugh because I was just launching a new company. And this is whenever I was going to Grant Cardone's house, which we were there. Or, sorry, day. Grant Cardone's day. office. That's unbelievable. And we're there the exact same day. Baby. Uh and, and we didn't get to meet, we didn't know we each didn't other mean, then. I watched the Facebook Live while you were there and I literally just walked out of the office. Wow. That's crazy. But look how it all came back together. Yeah. But anyways, we were there and, you know, when I was driving, I thought, you know, uh, when we were driving there from St. Pete to Miami, I kept thinking, you know, Grant, he's all about sales. I wonder if he's going to ask me about my sales pitch. And at the moment, I did not have my sales pitch down. 
because I just was launching this company. I wasn't exactly like I was just getting it. So I like was practicing in my head a little bit. And I was like, dad, I really hope that he doesn't, you know, ask me about my sales pitch yet. So my dad was like, yeah, you know, I don't think he will. So I get in the middle of the interview, right? I'm going, it's so perfect. There's about two minutes left before the show's done. He hasn't asked me about my pitch yet. And my dad, he's in the back. He raises his hand. Grant stops him. And my dad goes, Caleb, why don't you give us your sales pitch? <laughs> so that's I'm saying, oh, that's yeah. how you grow. That's and I did it. And grow. I, you gotta have some pressure in your life. That's man. right. But I, you know, I obviously I, I did it. I got on the spot. I killed it. You know, just that way. But it, you know, just showing my dad, like he's always been trying to put pressure on me. And it's like Donald Trump. But I always told him I believed in him. And it wasn't. It wasn't like there's two ways to do it, Brain. You can do it kind of like the mean way and like the condemning way the like yeah and i don't mean this disrespectfully but just as an yeah. analogy the military way you yeah. know what i mean but i was so positive and encouraging to him and believed in him and he knew that so when i put pressure on him it wasn't this like hardcore mean dad you're gonna do this or you're gonna eat broccoli for a week you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. but i was fine. that's the thing like you know? he my dad I, you know i was just telling you guys this when we were in there playing mario kart like my dad, he's always been the most supportive person, always the most encouraging, always has shared the most with me than other dads do, always so connecting, always so nice. But when it comes to it, he's also very, um, not, I wouldn't even say strict, it's more so disciplined. You know, teach me that yeah, discipline. I was big on mental toughness, you. really he, big. It, what are you doing though for him? And we talked about this in Mario Kart. It's, yeah. You're pushing so him. many nuggets from Mario you Kart. You know he's he's pushing. Yeah, there were a lot of nuggets. <laughs> they were. But you're, we're gonna write a book you're called pushing Mario Kart Entrepreneurs. We both are like, oh, wait, that was like a thirty minute Facebook Live. We can turn that into a short book. The book club. <laughs> Let's do it. But before we go in the book club, and one thing I, I see is so many parents are they're praising their child for getting second, third place, and they're like showing that that's all right. And the thing is, if you get second place, you're cool with that. Then. What next time you're gonna be happy with third place and then fourth mm -hmm. place? Why for you? Because I know you were playing baseball one time and you guys it was you did really well, but you got second place. Everybody was happy and you like threw the trophy in the trash. Yeah. Like, what is your thought behind that? I honestly think that the worst thing, you know, influence have actually posted a photo. What's your least favorite word? And I commented uh, average, like that was my least favorite word. And you know, a whole bunch of people commented back to it. But I literally hate average, like second place, average not being the best in the world, like it doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense. You know, people, all my friends growing up during baseball, they used to always want to make the major leagues. That was never my goal. Like I'm I, like, I knew, you know, if that was my goal, I was going to make it. My goal was getting into the hall of fame. Cause that's what it really is. Like no one cares about someone who made the majors. No one's like, Oh, that person got drafted. It's all about who was in the hall of fame, who was the greatest. Yeah. So ever since I was young, if I ever got a second place trophy in a baseball tournament, it hit the trash. You know, I, my, you know, my dad was always encouraging. So he would always be like, Dude, you played really hard. You played really good. But he also would always reinforce, like, but first place, that's where you need to be. You know, that's where you need to be striving always. for. Brandon, you know, it comes back to mentality. You know, for example, let's tie this into sales because I know a lot of entrepreneurs watch your show. And, yeah. As they should. Every entrepreneur yeah. should watch. Should be yeah. I want to know how to get more sales. They want to make more money. So knowing Caleb wanted to be successful, the number one thing I wanted to teach him was how to sell. When he first wrote his book, look, he made a lot of sales on social media. And I said, Caleb, we're going to go out and sell your book on the streets. What's your goal? How many books do you want to sell? And he said, 10. So he gets out there, dude, and he has rejection after rejection after rejection. Now he's just turned 12 years old. He's a kid. You know, it's, it's hot out. 
And uh, he gets so many rejections like that. It's just not my day. He goes, yeah. let's just let's just let's just try again tomorrow. I said, no. What'd you say your goal was? He said ten. I said you don't stop until you sell ten books, man. Goes back to like we let ourselves off the hook too much. If we set a goal, see, we always talk about integrity with others, but we also need to have integrity with ourselves. We do. If we say we're going to make That's a certain true. amount of sales calls. Our commitment was if we don't make our sales calls, we're sleeping on the floor. No pillow, no blanket, no sheet. Literally. What if entrepreneurs did that? What if they said, you know what? I'm only eating broccoli for the next three days because I didn't make my sales. See, that is so true. And you I know what say I mean? people like go through my accelerator, I say this. I'm like, treat it as if your life depends on it. Yeah. And you know what? So many people, oh, that's crazy. But no, seriously, treat it if your life, treat it as if if you don't get that sale, you can't pay your bills. Yeah. You're done. And I bet you, That's, I bet you'd figure it out. You go to jail. How about you're going to go to jail for 30 days? If you don't figure it out. If by 5 p.m. you didn't at least close. And again, I have that mental mindset every single day as if it was my last day. Because it could. We yeah. don't know. We have no guaranteed day. I mean, we could die tomorrow. We're not going to. But if we did, would you be happy with everything you've done? And I, you guys have knocked out of the park. And I, I believe everybody's got to have their own psychology way to build their self up. Yeah. Say it's do or die, and maybe it is like, hey, if I don't hit this quota, then I'm gonna sleep on the floor. I, you know what I mean? Well, well it sounds like, extreme, but extreme is the way, my friend. And one last thing, saying so he can tell you. So I made him do it. He didn't like it, but you don't, you don't, you don't feel your way into action. You act your way into feeling. The feeling comes after you act. And I said, go do it, man. You know, you got this, bro. Just yeah. remember confidence. So he went back out, dude. It wasn't literally within like 30 minutes he sold the next 10 books. Like, so that was a breakthrough. Your breakthrough comes after the pressure. Your breakthrough comes after you. You're in the middle of complacency, but you break through it and you get out of your comfort zone. Breakdown is breakthrough. So like as a dad, Ooh. I wanted Breakdown him to have more rejection and more failure. Here, that I, next, I, tweet I, that. I wished it. I would say I missed it. Break, no, break, that's so true. Breakdown <laughs> is breakthrough. When you are at your lowest moment, when you're breaking that's down, good. you're about to break through. And people are afraid to put themselves into the breakdown moment. And that's why I always strive to put it myself in a position that scares the hell out of me, that puts me way beyond my comfort zone. Because when you start getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, you're going to see results. And straight out Grant, Grant Cardone, he'll say, if it doesn't scare me, I'm not growing. Ooh, that's, that's true. So that's something we should all be doing every day. Otherwise, you're not living life. Dude, well, your, your entire mindset is like the live to grind, right? And I, I totally, that's like my mindset as well. And a lot of people say they hustle, which is great. I, I believe everybody can hustle. And I, you know, I, I say this a lot. Anyone can hustle, but grinding is hustling when you don't feel like it. That's what I that's what I define mentally grinding as. It's creating that extra video when you don't want to. Mm. It's jumping in the pool when you don't want to jump in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get me to jump. It's doing the things. Well, you're gonna jump because I'm great at sales. You're already gonna do it. But it's See, getting people to do the things. Assume sales. But no, it's it's literally doing the things, and that's again why us running. I mean, we're all humans. There's yeah. times we don't want to create stuff. Yeah. If we're around somebody that pushes us, we're going to create it. There's times and. And Herb and I, we did a video the other day. We spent a half a day creating this video. You know what? When we got done, we saw the feedback yep. and we realized the video wasn't going to work. We said, you know what? We learned, we scrapped it, we start over because we don't quit. And there's times on set where I filmed from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. And I was tired, but you know what? I had to look the same way. You just got to do it. And people, for you, you're doing videos and stuff. They don't see you editing. They don't see you up and late. They don't see all that stuff. Mm -hmm. they, they always, they look at what they want to see. They see the glory, but not the story they, behind it. The glory, but not the story. It's perfect. So why should somebody write a book? Why is it so important? You know, I think for me, I think that everyone's goal should be to become an expert. 
Like that's like experts get paid. And I've, I've had this mindset ever since I was young. You know, you look at someone like uh, Bill Gates. He's an expert at what he does. You know, you look at someone like Warren Buffett. He's an expert in investing. You look at um, LeBron James, expert at basketball. The people who get paid the most are always the ones who, the, who are the experts. So what can you do to make yourself look like an expert? Well, I think the easiest and quickest way to become an expert is writing a book. Like if you like, let's just say there's someone and they're really passionate about teaching leadership and they're like, I am a leadership expert. But then someone else, like, and they want, they want to teach you leadership. Then someone else comes up to you and they're like, Hey, here's my book on the 10 steps to leadership. I want to teach you about leadership. Who are you going to go with? You're going to go with the person that wrote the book just because that's that expert and authority status. And it's one of the normal ways to get your message out. Look at every religion, how they get their message out through a book, through a book. That's how you get out there. So that's why we're really passionate. And, you know, I've written uh, six books total yeah. and I write one book every single month because that's how much I believe. my mind's amazing, but you're, you're killing it. It goes, it's it also not credibility, but it's of yourself. Like it's, it's what I'm trying to think of the word it makes you feel more confident. Oh, absolutely. And on yeah. what you know, because you do, everybody has knowledge yeah. and they think they can't write a book. We all can write a book. Yeah. I tell people a book is a new business card. Everybody's handing out a business card, but man, That's imagine if you. Business card on steroids. Absolutely. Honestly, right. <laughs> you so, know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how do you guys, if somebody listening, because again, not everybody knows how to do a book. How do you guys, if somebody comes to you, how do you help them get the book? First thing we want to do is take away the overwhelm. You see, some people, when they think of writing a book, they think it's got to take 10 years, cost so much money, it's stressful, you got to go lock yourself into a cabin for two years and never talk to your family (laughs) and be intense and, you know, meditate for three hours. First thing we want to do is like, hey, relax, we got you. You know what? If you follow the process, you can get this thing done with no stress, no writer's block. It's easy. Have fun with it. There's a lot of self-healing, a lot of growth that happens to you. You Remember, you learn most when you teach others. So the things that you're going to pull out of yourself when you're writing. So that's the first thing we do. But the thing that we really do is we protect people from the, we're the cool kids at school that protect people from the bullies. You know, a lot of publishing companies out there, man, they scare people. Yeah, they're yeah. bullies. You know what I mean? They like overwhelm people and scare them. And we're like, you know what? It takes seven Listen. months to accept your application. Yeah, you know? And we, you know, and then they have all these rules. We give people 100% rights of their books, you know, yeah. and uh, we get it all done for them. Literally, they just write and we teach them how to write without trying to edit. The number one free advice I'd love to give to all your followers is when you're writing, don't edit. Don't edit once. If you don't even hit backspace once, don't correct a sentence yeah. or a word. Stay like in that, that flow of writing. Many times I went back. <laughs> Let the editor do that, or you can do it after you've yeah. got it done. Just get it done. You well, know, it's all about momentum. That's something that we really do with our publishing. You know, I know a lot of people are sitting there like, you write a book a month, right? Like, that's insane. Like, how do you do it? It's because we don't overcomplicate it. We literally do have a step by step process that we use that my dad and I sit down, knock out a book a day, two days. Now, like literally everyone, I know a guy who's been working three years on their book. It doesn't even make sense to me because I'm like, why? Like, like what's the point? And so you can get it done quicker than people think. So we created a process. We show you guys how to write the book. We edit the book for you. We create the cover for you, create a website for your book. We show you how to promote the book. We upload it to Amazon. We format the book. done. Everything. Everything done. But the biggest part is we really do show people how to promote and market their book. Listen, Caleb Maddox was 12 years old. Nobody knew who he was. I mean, a few people. Yeah. It's literally a book that blew him across the world that literally caused people from all over the world. How old were you at the time? I was 12 years old when I completed it and then published it. 12 years old. 100% his own words. 
People are like, oh, your dad did that. I, don't know. I didn't no. do a thing. Not one thing. Like he did. I said, when he sat down and said to me, I want to write a book. I was like, okay, here's how you do it. But I'm not going to write one word for you. This is going to be all you, my friend. You got this. Start now. Start tonight. Literally, you're starting tonight. He told me you want to ride a bike? Good. You're starting tonight. This is how you do it, but you got to start it tonight. It's all about action. It's what I love about it. it <laughs> dude, it, I love it. And it's, I really believe, I mean, what you're doing is so powerful. Everybody should write a book. I've wrote multiple books, not as many as you. You've helped people, though. I mean, even from when you spoke at Young Entrepreneur Convention, you challenged a little girl yeah. to write her own book. Mia. Mia. Yeah, Mia. And I mean, now she's written her book. It's Her growth is like one of the most inspiring things. If I'm not feeling motivated, I don't listen to this song. I just look at her like her <laughs> story. But yeah, Mia, you know, we, I spoke at Young Entrepreneur Convention, which, by the way, if you guys ever get to make it to any of Brandon's events, you oh. got to do it. They're always oh, life-changing. Yeah. They're going to be at everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone you'll see. Of course, you got to go to his events. We're going to be but, there. <laughs> but Mia, Mia uh, heard me speak and heard me say that I wrote a book, and she said, "You know, I want to write a book." And her mom was like, "What do you want to write about?" And she said, "I want to write a book about getting rid of the drama because she was tired of all the drama yeah. that her friends was having, which is so cool. Like, think about it. you know, nine years old, you can sit there and say, "I want to get rid of drama." She has a mission and she executes it. So she writes the book, and now the book is in every single school in Iowa. You know, every single elementary school in Iowa, there's now a movie made about it. She's impacting so many people. She was just on ABC. You're like, she's doing all this unbelievable stuff. But it what all started. She only what, 10, 11 years old? Nine yeah, nine old. years old. So she's like, just an idea. That's what's amazing about 2017, uh, 2018, 2020, whenever you're watching this, is you can sit there uh, and just have the idea and execute and look at like, I get to reach literally millions of people a week. Look at what Mia's doing. Look at what all, all of us are with doing. It all starts with the book. And now people, when they people get interviewed, he's made $200,000 by age 15. He's been voted in the top 20 most motivational people in the world. We could go on and on. Spoke yeah. on stage with Tony Robbins yeah. and you name it. You know what most people are most impressed with? The fact that he wrote a book when he was 12. You know what I mean? Literally, of all of his accomplishments. The book. It was the book because there's something about being an author. Something about being able to say, hey, I'm the author of. You know, and people respect that, you know, because there's so few, most people will die, literally, yeah. have a funeral, go in a casket and get buried and their story will never, ne- yeah, the story will never, like with it, write books or forever here. Who knows, 20, 50 years from now, somebody could see a book and maybe you might've only sold 500 copies and One the person right person can grab that and that's that how book. you got to live. Mm-hmm. You got to so, live with this belief that the book will live on forever and you never know when it could take yeah. off. And that's that's an amazing thing. There's people who were passed away and now their book is just now like exploding. So we do Maddox Publishing. We did it for 10 people, got their book done. We finally just opened up a couple more spots. If you go to MaddoxPublishing.com right now, it's actually $15,000 for us to publish your book, get it done, which is completely worth it. But since like we're obviously you know super close with you and your audience, we have already connected with so well. We uh, have opened up a couple more spots yeah. at only five grand. Yeah. So if you like, if you want to get your book published with us, you can just go to maddoxpublishing.com forward slash deal. So. I, and I gotta say, I all testimonial on this, hundred percent. Everybody should write a book. If they're gonna do it, they need to do it with you guys because it's it's the most powerful thing that you can do with your brand. It, it's changed my life. It's helped me be an expert. And think about it. You look at the expert with the book, the one that doesn't have the book, who are they going to pick? They're going to pick the expert with the book mm-hmm. because it's a true deal. Mm-hmm. So for everybody watching or listening, please check that out. What's the deal again? MaddoxPublishing.com forward slash deal. Well, one more thing so real 15 quick. to 5. We grand. also shouted Same. out to our following and to our list. 
you know, not too many people do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you promote it to the list. Yeah, of course. So and if you write a book, we're going to send it to our list and our list is going to be like, dang, I like that guy, man. You know, and I'm gonna, they're going to buy the book. You guys have a massive list, which we could do a whole other show <laughs> on the power of social media. Yeah. Last thing. I know the answer to this. Maybe you can surprise me. Top three tips to give to the audience. Top three tips for success in life. If you were to die tomorrow, what could you leave your three tips where they could pursue a life of success, money, everything? So since you have the magic number three, here's what I'd say. There's three simple things I honestly bring my success, my moderate success back to. And that is learn, earn, and return. And this is like the motto of my life. Learn. Meaning, I truly believe that the person that's hungry to learn will always be fed the most results. Like, if you were hungry to learn, you're going to succeed. The key to success, K-E-Y, is to keep educating yourself. So, get books in your hands. Start reading them. You know, it's like Warren Buffett. The more you learn, the more you earn. And it's true. That's the first step. Number two is earn. I would honestly, like, even if you're a kid out there, start making money. Start, you know, doing sales. Like, you know, I was um, with a bunch of my friends the other day, and we were in this, like, youth class thing. And... Like, you know, they were like taking requests and like, what's some things that we need to improve on? And this one, uh, like I had, there was like six kids in the class who raised their hand. They were like, oh, I need a summer job. And I stood up and I was like, why? And they were like, well, cause you know, we need to make money. And I was like, like, but you could make money now. Why not go out in the streets and start yeah. selling? Why? Like, why do you have to go work for someone else? So there's so many opportunities out there. Start earning, start making money, start, you know, developing the right beliefs and having the right beliefs about money. And the final thing is return. Like, give back. That's honestly, you know, that's why we have our missions movement, Maddox Missions. That's why we do what we do. It's impact over income and make it a priority that to give. Because I believe when nothing's going good for you, do something good for somebody else. Mm, so that's the stuff. core right yeah. there. Yeah, and I'll keep mine short. You know, I would say, number one, master a daily process. Yep. Master it. I'm talking like figure out what your priorities and your values are yeah. and have a daily process to implement those values and priorities. Second thing is I would tell everybody, master sales. I mean, master. This Literally sales. the way Bruce Lee mastered martial arts, every breathing entrepreneur should be trying to master sales the same way Michael Phelps mastered swimming or LeBron James mastered yeah. basketball or Will Smith. Hey, Will, what's up, man? <laughs> Will Smith mastered acting to become yeah. literally the best. And then the third thing I would say, just to reiterate what he says, is find a way to give, man. Give your time and your money, and you'll have an abundance. You'll never lack. Remember, people don't give because they have. They have because they give. Boom! Boom, drop the mic. Dude, <laughs> all you guys, everybody listening, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Just keep doing your thing. Everybody listening, you need to write a book. Come here. Seriously. Like, they know how to do the process. I'm going to talk to them about giving me another book out. Like the process you told me, like it's so simple. I've wrote yeah. three books now and the hassle, the amount of work it's put into it is so much. But you guys have the system. And like Tony Robbins says, don't reinvent the wheel. Find somebody who's That's already true. achieved what you want to achieve. Yeah. Follow their footsteps and have them do it for you. So talk to these guys. And final, was, final thing I got to cut you off for thing, quick yeah. to say. Listen, if you were found Brandon Adams right now, you should never complain because you have the number one reason to be grateful. This guy right here, honestly... My dad and I say this, but we truly mean it. We wouldn't be where we are without him, without the the nuggets you've shared, without the people you've introduced the us kindness. to, and just the pe the person you are. Like if you didn't have Thank success, you. if you didn't have connections, just hanging out with you is so much fun. So continue to follow him and whatever he has in store, make it happen. Because yeah, you know, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Brandon Adams is legit, and anything that he offers, take him up on it. I don't care what it is, if it's you know to do your marketing, branding. Um, do a one day event with him, come to one of his events. 
as a dad, I'm eternally grateful for the kindness that you've showed to Caleb. We tell it all over the world. Literally, you're in his top three mentors. <laughs> Seriously. We're family. family. Yeah, we are family, family bro. Yeah, we are family, family guys. We're adopted. You, you know what we're doing now? I'm going to go jump in the pool. This <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see about that. You guys, you know what time uh, it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. I'm Bernie C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. hope you enjoyed the show with the Maddoxes. I had a lot of fun, and yes, we did jump in the pool. Actually, after I got Caleb in, we went in, like we were in there for an hour, and we had uh, my my girlfriend's niece, Jojo. She was even on some of the videos, and you'll get to see that when the Live to Grind TV show comes out. But uh, we're having some fun, and it was a big party, and it was a great day. We had a lot of uh, good things that happened that day, went over some good content, and uh, just everything they talk about with what they're doing with Maddox Publishing. If you haven't signed up for their book club, please sign up. If you want to check out more about the Maddoxes and everything we talked about on the show, just go to the notes at livetogrind.com forward slash 235. And you can see everything there that we talked about on the show. You can see uh, how you can be able to work with the Maddoxes and what they're doing. And you'll be able to see everything we got going on there. And again, like, the Maddoxes are like family to me. I highly suggest for anybody listening, if you're looking to get a book done, go to them. They seriously, as Tony Robbins says, don't reinvent the wheel. Find somebody who's already achieved what you want to achieve and learn from them. Have them do it for you. Hire them. And right here for this, have the Maddoxes hire, uh, hire the Maddoxes if you want them to, to create a book for you and work with you to create your book. I highly suggest it. They, I can trust them with my life. So that is it for the show. I've been having a lot of fun lately with these interviews. I'm looking forward to interviews to come. And if you have any interview suggestions for me, send me them ideas at brandon at brandontadams.com. In the meantime, you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.